Welcome back, everybody. We are back yet again. Got a brand new episode. We got a fun one today. Let me turn up my gain. Actually, it's really low. Okay, that should be better. Um, yeah, we got a good episode today. We'll uh, shoot the shit for a few minutes like we normally do, and then uh, we'll get into it. Um, so you're saying that you're going to Ohio State for a week? <clears throat> yeah, so at the end of June, I leave on the 27th. It's a Tuesday. Um, I'm driving out to Columbus, Ohio to go pick up my younger brother. Um and bring him back to the good old East Coast. But while I'm out there, he uh, obviously he lives in Columbus, so the Ohio State University is out there. And you know, if it was some, if it was like UMass Amherst or something, I wouldn't think twice to try and use their their facilities. But this is like a big name university, so mm-hmm. I reached out to him. I was like, "Hey, man, can you uh, get me into this gym anyhow?" And he said, "Yeah, ten bucks." And I was like, "Easy, easy money." So. Nice. I'm going to be out there and giving it a full test drive. I'm bringing my, my real camera set up to do a whole bunch of shoots while I'm there. Um, Will they allow that? Hey, we're I gonna know find sometimes they're kind of are kind of <laughs> sticklers about that. We're going to find out if, if they let me. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah, also going to find out when I walk up to the big mirrors and take my shirt off to do a side chest if I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's either they're going to like, no one's going to care or like they're going to hop on you the second you do it. Like there's going to be no in between. Well, my like. thing is that I'm there for one day. I will never be attending Ohio state university and the odds of me <laughs> yeah. being in this facility again are quite low unless I go out to visit my, my brother. So yeah. if they kick me out, so be it. <laughs> Yeah, what are they going to do, ban you? Like, bro, I'm only here for today. That's fine. I'm leaving anyways. They just received an excuse to not do cardio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on the way, I'll be like, no, but I got to go walk my steps. <laughs> You're helping me. I don't have to do cardio now. Thank you. This is a good excuse I get to tell my coach. Not, Yeah, you know, if it was me. But um, yeah. yeah, that's cool. I mean, I'm looking at photos of it, and there's um, obviously like the uh, – the performance training center. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna, complex. I don't yeah, think I'm going to be allowed insane. in the whatever their athletic one. That's the one I'm probably not going to have access to. So I'm because yeah. that's like you have to be on a roster for one of their teams to go into those. Yeah, there's like forty so. squat racks and shit, but they're all like um, the squat racks you can use for like um, like rack pulls and benches and shit. It's like if you're going to have an at home squat rack, it's that type of squat rack. I don't even know what to call yeah. it. Yeah. But- um, where the, where the bar connects. So like there's the four pillars and the bars in the middle of the four pillars on each side. That's the one I'm talking yeah. about. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm, uh, I got to do my research and see which, which, uh, athletes are on campus. So I can try and, uh, run into somebody. <laughs> you just like peek in their window. Jesus. Hey man, I'm a fan. Hey, would you like to come guest star on my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we have a hundred weekly listeners. We could use a cloud. I mean, that's not bad. That's not yeah, bad at all. We fluctuate. So for those that listen, um, we fluctuate right now. Um, just to be transparent, anywhere from 50 to a hundred weekly listeners. Um, it depends. Um, yeah. Tea's either hit or miss. I- I'm very picky with my tea. Oh. Um, oh. I only drink green tea. I don't drink any other tea. Um, Gunpowder is my favorite. Gunpowder green tea. It's the way they make it. That's just it tastes so good. But yeah. I also have to douse it in honey. Anyways, um, yeah. So we got like fifty two hundred listeners um, each week, which is cool. And um, we our analytics really only show us like the deep side of Spotify. Most of our 
listeners are on Apple Podcasts, um, but it says Spotify. We have over 60 unique listeners each week, um, which is cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So we got, I mean, give or take maybe about 100 different people listening to our podcast, which is exciting. Um, you know, if you guys. Spotify is where we first broke into the international market, too. With that one, uh, that one yeah. South Korea dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one originally, and then it kind of spread from there. Um, but yeah, if you guys ever, uh, you know, we don't we don't do any advertising or anything like that. So just spread the word, you know, so we can get more listeners, and it'll it'll motivate us to do this more and more. Um, granted, I do got to catch up on the YouTube videos, but like I think the total watch time on our YouTube is like an hour. I think. Yeah. Out of like everybody combined. So it's like not too much of a priority right now. I think the main focus is getting the audio out to you guys. Yeah. So just mention that real quick. So um, Columbus, Ohio, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, looking at it, it looks like it's just a lot of like hammer strength. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's actually going to be tiered towards, you know, what they need functional, like functionality wise for football uh baseball and basketball those are your big three at any campus so generally speaking it's gonna be tiered towards that not towards bodybuilding so yeah but at the same time you got free weights and at the end of the day that's all you really need if you're in the gym yeah yeah i mean there's it looks like there's plenty to get like a decent workout in, like not too too bad no matter what you're yeah. hitting. So. my brother is not that big into the gym so i talked to him about it because I want him to be there because I need a cameraman and uh, <laughs> he he said you know well I mean I'll go there and do the exercise and uh, so I decided I think I'm just gonna do like a, a full body pump day just to look nice and do some pictures around there and then uh, call it because I'm only out there for a day you know what you should check out is you should check out the Jesse Owens South Recreation Center that looks better Jesse Owens um. South Yes, Jesse Owens South. The equipment looks a little more geared towards like uh, aesthetics versus like the the general fitness center. Um, looks more like uh, just general fitness, really, like performance kind of. The recreation and physical activity center is the one that you see in a lot of the photos. That's like the general stuff, but the Jesse Owens South Recreation Center um, looks a where bit do you better. see pictures on it? Um, I just looked up Ohio State University gym, and it's the one with like the wood ceiling. It's like a wood overarching ceiling. Yeah, because I went to I typed in Jesse Owens South Gym, and I'm looking at Google Images, and it's just some dude running track. Yeah, it <laughs> says Jesse Owens, but well, this one says Why Ohio State, and it's fitness, and it says Jesse Owens South Recreation Center. Let me let me see if I can Google the specific. These are some gnarly gems, though. Yeah, they look pretty cool. Yeah, so it's J-E-S-S-E -S -S -E Owens South Recreation Center. Yeah. Um, when you Google that, you'll find some photos of it. Um, it looks, just like I said, just like a little more geared towards like aesthetics and lifting and stuff rather than like performance. Because um, like the, the regular fitness center has like like five incline benches and like 10 squat racks, but then like, and like two shoulder press racks. It's like, dude, let's have some machinery. It has some machinery, <laughs> but not much. Yeah. Um, Jesse Owens just looks a little better. I mean, I'm, I never went to a big, big name university. So this is my opportunity yeah. to kind of see what they offer to, you know, 
18, 19, 20 year olds too. Um, yeah. Because obviously in, in athletics, at least in those big three sports that I said, like if you make it to a big name university, they have not just the equipment, but the training staff as well to just amplify your gains. And obviously yeah. it's geared towards your, like the specific sport, but at the same time, like that opportunity to the, the two young people in general is just such a, such an awesome opportunity. And like, obviously like I wasn't that, I wasn't lifting that big when I was in college anyway, so I wouldn't have taken advantage of it, but it's certainly yeah. going to be nice to see the what if. Yeah. I mean, I know the biggest issue. So like we know Cam and Cam went to Penn state or goes to Penn state and yeah, the Penn state gym, he says is pretty sweet, but the problem is, is like during the semester, it's just so fucking busy all the time. Well, yeah. I mean, He's that's like, a 30,000 plus campus right there. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I get it. Like, I get that that sucks. Um, there's the biggest one near me is um, uh, fucking um, University of North Carolina. Um, yeah, UNC. Yeah, UNC yeah. Charlotte is uh, the big um, campuses near me that are kind of throughout Charlotte. Um, the cl- the best or biggest one is in University City, which is like a, um, so Charlotte is a bunch of kind of like a kind of like boroughs, I guess, in a way, or like villages. So like I live in like North Lake, which is the north side of Charlotte. Um, even though North Lake's not its own town, that's what you say to people when you're talking to other people in Charlotte yeah. oh, I live in North Lake. University of City is like that. It's its own like little village. And then there's like Noda, there's Uptown, which is all the tall buildings. Um, I used to live in Pineville. Um, so, I mean, there's a bunch of different like little areas. South Park is like the most expensive one. It's so gorgeous. But yeah, University City is where the big one is. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. U- UNC is not really like known for anything that I can think of. UNC um, is a huge basketball school. Is it? <clears throat> yeah. They've, they have rivalries going way, way back. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, as far as like academically, um, I don't really know what it's known for. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't, I mean, looking it up, it's like, there's not really much to say about its academics. Um, just it's, basically it's, that it, it's sports. Yeah. It has that big name school, like satire where people just want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really like anything special. Um, I guess university of North Carolina, Chapel Hill is the big one. Um, UNC, I thought university city was the big one, but I guess not. Um, every time I look up UNC, it talks about the Chapel Hill location. Maybe that is, oh you know yeah, that you, is university city. You know what we oh, got to no, do don't. now though? <laughs> What's that? When I go do my trip to, to, uh, Columbus, you got to go up to, uh, one of these <laughs> university campuses there, um, and do one of their gyms. So then the following week we both bring in a ton of, uh, information on those <laughs> yeah we'll just compare and contrast see which one's better um, that, would, that would trigger lots of people because college rivalries are uh are a thing that unless you're you're deeply invested you don't mess with so me and you just yeah. going well this gym has this better <laughs> yeah that'd be that'd be an interesting like uh series we could do like uh critiquing different big college gyms if we could um i also want to like bring in all our friends that go to different uh campuses so week one cam versus and then we have to find someone else that goes somewhere (laughs) yeah yeah like a like a uh vote like like a epic rap battle of history kind of thing that's like (laughs) 
Um, I also want to go to like an Equinox gym, like just for shits and gigs. Like there's no way you can get like really that good of a workout in an Equinox. So I just want to check it out just to be like, what's all the hype about? But it's like $300 a month or some shit. So well, it's like how we also talked about the dream of going to one of those Dubai gyms and, uh, yeah, Kuwait really. Yeah. The, I forget the name of it. It's the, the air oxygen. one oxygen. That's what it is. Yeah. Oxygen is the big one. Um, but yeah, they don't have any near me. The closest one is, uh, Boston actually, um, for Equinox. Your cousin from Boston, Boston. They got one in Dartmouth. Well, that's not that far from Dartmouth. me. <laughs> yeah, there's Dartmouth, Chestnut Hill, Franklin Street. Um, Which gyms are those? Um, Equinox Sports oh, Club Boston. Okay. Yeah, so they're they're expensive. They're very very expensive. Um, all like the celebrities go there and shit. Really for like no reason. There really isn't like like uh, it says like unlimited classes. I think they got like tanning and shit. Um, you can do like, they do like programming for like, you get like, you can do personal training and shit. Um, there's like, um, yeah, they have like partnerships with other companies too, um, to like get you discounts and shit, but it's, it's nothing like you're, you're not, no bodybuilder is ever going to go there. Like it's not. And that kind of no. happens with with big name anything when something gets a little bit of clout and like one celebrity, two celebrities starts going, and then it's like everybody's going, but there's no apparent reason why. That yeah. kinda, that just happens. It's it's part of everyday. It's the hype. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Like there, it's it's just nice. It's just nice looking um, when you're inside of one. Like looking <laughs> imagine, at it, it just looks nice. Imagine you go in, everything looks super nice, but it's all just cutouts of everything. So you can't actually hit anything because it's all just cardboard cutouts of everything yeah. just to look nice. Just like paper and shit. It's like, this is just for the photo. Like, this is the only nice area. We just took photos of it and then we tore it down. And then you go to the back room and there's like a single 15 pound dumbbell and everybody <laughs> rotates in and out of it. Yeah, there's like a 10 person line waiting for it. <laughs> I pay $300 a month for this shit. There's a video that went viral um, where this guy was like, there's a pool on the top of a building for an Equinox gym. And he's like, $300 a month and this is what we get. And it's like dirty as shit. Oh, I saw it's that. Like oils the, and the video of that, yeah. Crime. Yeah. I mean, the problem is, is somebody was like, somebody in the top comments was like, they're like, I understand where you're coming from, but also like, you got to understand that they can't clean it 24 seven. And if people are going to get in there, like sweaty from the, from lifting and drinking alcohol or whatever, bringing in, you know, random drinks and spilling them in there. Like it's going to get dirty quick. Um, Tanning oil. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what that's, yeah. It's stuff like that, that just like adds up. So like, they're like, you can't clean it constantly. I mean, probably like overnight, like clean it every night or something. But like, besides that, you can't clean it when there's 300 people trying to get in the pool. Well, and so see, that's the other problem is that a pool is a phenomenal absolute like swimming is a absolutely phenomenal source of cardio because it's so yeah. intensive but when you have 300 people or even more than 30 trying to get into a pool you you're not swimming you're there to hang out you're there to hang out mm-hmm. in the pool and just and vibe like you're not actually getting anything done so for me like that completely defeats the purpose like if i'm going to go swimming which i don't do very often at all because i can't do that side breathe thing and uh yeah 
so I don't do it very often, but if I were to do it, I'd be going to a small time gym so I could actually do laps instead of worrying about like, you know, am I even going to be able to stand in the gym, let alone tread water or even swim? So, yeah. Yeah. It's really good cardio. I mean, it's, it's just, for me, it's, it's not worth the time to like change, put on a bathing suit and go to a gym that has a pool and all of that. So it's just, I just know, dive really in with my gym much. shorts. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, go to shower before and after blah, blah, blah. So I'm just, I don't know. Um, but I would, I do want to check out, um, F- I think it's fusion. So fusion gyms is a new one that's in Philly. I think, um, I think it's called fusion. Yeah. Fusion gyms is in uh, Philadelphia. They opened up their first location. Um, it's enormous, fucking massive. Um, and they got like a Lamborghini in the front, like walkway <laughs> entry and shit. And it's just super nice. Um, really cool, like modern contemporary look to it. Um, it's 70 bucks a month, which is debate. Like that's not bad. Um, but they came down to the Gold's Gym. The guy that owns all the Gold's Gym nearby, he they came down here to the Chapel Hill Gold's Gym and they put in like these like octagon lights. So the lighting is sick now at that Chapel Hill Gym, the Gold's Gym at least. But, nice. um, yeah, I don't know. That, I mean, it looks cool, but it's, I'm not going to go to Philly just for it. Like, fuck, no, I'm not going to Philly. Sorry. Um, we're kind of, we're kind of going off a little, but the last thing that I'll, that I'll throw into it is that the gym, a gym I want to try and go is one that has a dedicated posing room. I have not yet yes. found a gym nearby that does a dedicated posing room. And I, I think that's going to be just an awesome experience because obviously like, you some gyms like you and I had this conversation uh, just yesterday about um, or two days ago about um, getting a gym that allows me to do posing shirtless and not yeah. have like raise any red flags like I can't where I'm at right now at Empire like I can go to the locker room and do shirtless stuff or even I mean gym two if it's low key enough I can set up like my camera in the corner and do stuff like that. But yeah. I can't just be out in the in the big gym where the actual good lighting is and the mirrors and do yeah. shirtless posing. Um, so, and you talked about how Vans might allow it for posing and stuff like that. But I would love to just get to a gym where there's a dedicated posing room with like the like if not 360, at least 280 mirrors with up lighting, mm-hmm. down lighting, all sorts of stuff, different filters you can put on just from like the lighting of like above you like i would love to do that um i i keep seeing uh bradley martin's uh the the zoo his uh his zoo culture culture. that thing has that posing room is wild (laughs) yeah they're the gold's gym one of the so the guy who owns all the gold's gyms if you have a membership with them you can go to any of them um the problem for me is that i lift at like 5 30 now so it's like dumb busy at every gold's that's my time too so yeah so it's like i don't really want to get a membership back there again i don't think i will it's frozen right now but i can cancel it by june um so like within the next like week or so i'll probably cancel it but one of the goals near me 20 minutes north the one that had the seminar they turned the rowing room there's like a dedicated rowing room next to the classroom the big uh, uh group fitness classroom um they turned that into a posing room so that's cool, but it's not like 
I'm, that's not the reason I'm going to keep going there, you know, because yeah. it's, like, it's just, it, it's not worth the 30 bucks a month to like, that, that'd be like a one of something like that. Like once yeah, a month, if, go and visit. Exactly. Like if I really want to get in posing work with my coach or something, we might go there and then I'll just pay the 10 bucks to like get in. And yeah. That's it. Like, and, and really at the end of the day, I mean, there's like, I, I just, as long as I have good enough equipment and there's not many people around, that's all I care about at this point. Like I'm not going to be so so particular about the equipment at this point because really at the end of the day it's just putting in the effort, the food, and um, the time, and you're going to get where you want to go. So the the gym I go to now, I can pose in my underwear really anywhere in the gym, and they don't care. So like that's good enough for me. And there's almost nobody ever in the gym. Like I think the most is probably like ten people I've seen. On um, it is a small gym, granted, and it's also cheap too. It's like thirty bucks a month or something. So. Um, that and I get the second location too, which I typically don't go to the second location, but um, I have the option to go over there if I want to. But like, I wanted to go to Fitness Factory, um, but it's just it's so expensive. It's sixty dollars for one half the gym, and then a hundred dollars for both halves of the gym. And now you can't pose with your shirt off; they don't allow that anymore. So ah. it's like, what the fuck's the point now? And it's so busy. Like, I went there on a sat like a few Saturdays ago for my birthday. Um, I did talk about it during the session, I think, the podcast. And afterwards, I went, we hit chest, and like, I was waiting for shit. I'm like, dude, it's one o'clock on a Saturday. Why yep. is there so many people here? When I go to the gym now that I go to now, there's legit, I think last Saturday, I think there was like three people in there. I didn't have to wait for shit. I'm like, this is what I want. Like, I don't, even at this point, like, I don't even really care if the equipment's like top of the line or not. As long as I don't have to fucking wait for shit, that's all I care <laughs> about. Like, I'll, I'll, deal with less equipment if it means i don't have to wait for anybody but yeah i don't know that's just me personally at this point i just i'm I'm done being so picky about where i go to the gym well a big thing too with every gym is like what i've noticed no one ever has enough cable machines to support the amount of people that go to their gym so like mm-hmm. I, I'm not cable machines i mean the the cable rack things where you can do crossovers and stuff like that yeah um, I, I knew what you meant and there's like empire had two and we just picked up a third and even still you gotta like keep an if you know it, it's in your it's in your like sets that you have to do that day you have to keep an eye on it and just jump on it when it's available which sucks yeah but that's what's great about the gym i go to now is i never really have to wait for cables and they have a um it's like free motion cable machine it's the brand is called free motion and each side of the machine so it's kind of like the close um, cables kind of, mm-hmm. it's not like the one you're talking about. It's not the rack. It's not the giant tower. Um, so they have that, but there's also the free motion cable, which I can adjust the height based off these like arms that are on a fulcrum and there's each of them on each side. There's one on each side. So like I could really be picky on how I do my anything cable wise. Um, and the way the pulley system works is I could just really load up the weight on it and it's not like super straining on my joints or anything. I just really like the pulley system. I can't yeah. tell what the pulley system is because it's all hidden but it's pretty sweet so i love that i love that cable machine it's like the only one i use but they do have the tower too and then they have a couple like singular pull down cable machines so that if you just need to do a pull down or or just a seated row they have a dedicated one for that too so oh nice um yeah there's never really any time you have to wait for the cables sometimes but very rarely um so that's pretty sweet but I, i love that gym I, I don't know if I'll ever really go anywhere else unless we move. If we move north or south or something by a lot, then I'll I'll change gyms. But that's really the only time I'm going to change probably at this point. Yeah. So, And after doing all of those kind of lifts, the one thing that you still need to do is cardio. 
segue. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So the gist of um, what we wanted to talk about today is just really how to lose fat at the end of the day. I mean, we've talked about it in different ways, but one of the things we really wanted to emphasize is like cardio and how to utilize it when you're bulking, cutting, main, maintaining, stuff like that, because you really should be doing it consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what the differences are between different cardios, because you'll see people doing like um, all these different like body weight movements and calling it cardio. And then there's people who use machinery, like treadmill, stairmaster, stuff like that, and call that cardio. So there's so many different kinds of cardios and, um, you know, HIIT, which is HIT, cardio, L-I-S-S. Um, you know, there's different kinds of cardio on top of that, plus what you should be eating. And so like, like to lose weight, it's simply just replacing what you probably eat now with something a little bit better. Um, and then just being in a calorie deficit really at the end of the day, the only way to lose weight is being a calorie deficit. You can't do anything else. Like, there, like there's no, no other way to lose weight. That's as simple as it gets. So, you know, that's kind of what we wanted to talk about for the most part today. Yeah. And it's not just calorie deficit too. It's also your macro split and changing that up and making sure that, yeah. And like when we say cutting fat levels, obviously you have to drop your fat percentage in your diet anyways. And, um, it's, it's stuff like that, but cardio is something that is a contested topic in like every single fitness conversation that's ever been had. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been victim to it as well. Um, like for the longest time I cut out cardio completely from my, uh, from my workouts because I was telling my, cause I'm on like a perma bulk, just trying to add as much size as possible. And, uh, I told myself that it wasn't possible <laughs> to gain size while doing cardio because at the time I would start, I mean, I was doing cardio at the wrong time and my lifts during that time anyways, but I would start my lifts by running and exerting myself with you know medium to high intensity cardio which i mean wrong placement to start because your cardio should always follow your lifts because you don't want to expend the energy that you are for that kind of especially if you're running like that takes such a toll on not just your cardiovascular system but the overall energy you have for that day um so you always want to backload your cardio not front load it and uh just I, I wasn't seeing what I wanted to see, so I blamed it on cardio, and I cut it out completely. And uh, you know, I had some some health problems, and you know, I didn't have any heart attacks by any means, but I could certainly feel that my my blood pressure was was up a bit because I could feel my heart just trying way too hard for a lot of different situations that didn't really warrant it, like walking up three flights of stairs at work and then finding myself in a <laughs> in a gasping fit. Like that's not really healthy behavior. So mm-hmm. adding it back in is a huge, huge thing. So we'll talk about it a lot more, but cardio is something that you need to include. I mean, I do it every single workout, um, even on legs. I know we've talked about that in the past, but um, I do it for every single workout that I'm that I'm in the gym. And then even going out and I have a, I have a dedicated hiking day each week too to go do some outdoor things because getting your vitamin D and getting some you know, hormonal increases just from being outside. That's a huge part for the mental side of things too. So cardio does more than just work your cardiovascular system. Yeah. Um, I think when it comes to cardio, especially in the bulking side of things, I mainly did it for 
uh, just health reasons. So I had three sessions of 30 minutes post-workout um, per week. And I just did the Stairmaster. Uh, I kind of leaned on the machine, but I kind of get kept it going pretty quick. It wasn't very slow. Um, but cardio, cardio short for cardiovascular, it's cardiovascular work. It's to help with your heart, your blood, your, your blood flowing throughout your body, um, overall health. So, uh, there's a few, there's so many different arguments on when it's best to do cardio. Um, my argument is really at the end of the day, as long as you do it, that's really all that matters. Um, and then ideally around the same time, as far as like your circadian rhythm goes. So like if you do a lot of fasted cardio, then just keep doing it fasted, whether you're trying to put on weight or lose weight, just keep doing it fasted in the morning. Uh, for me, I always do it post-workout because I can't stand fasted cardio. Um, I mean, maybe that's why I should do fasted cardio because I just hate it so much and it just sucks. But like, I, I don't know. I just, I can't enjoy it. Like waking up, going to my apartment gym and doing cardio when I do cardio, I read uh, the pretty much the entire time. So post workout, I'm also a lot, obviously, a lot more awake. It's like six thirty, seven o'clock in the evening, so um, I'm a lot more awake. I'm, I'm more motivated to do the cardio, and I'm more motiva- motivated to read. Um, so that's why I enjoy cardio more post workout. Um, and plus, I'm already there. I don't have to like get in my car and go somewhere and come back you know, which would take extra time where at the gym, I'm already there. So I just go out of the treadmill, do my normal, you know, right now it's 35 minutes, five times a week on the treadmill. I do incline 15 at three miles an hour. Um, so I go and do that pretty much every training session besides Sundays, which is my off days. And then, um, Thursdays, which is my leg day. Uh, so it just, it works for me the best, but at the end of the day, you need to do what's best for you. And if you prefer it right after your first meal, you wake up, you know, for me, like I wake up, walk my dogs and eat. Like if I went to do cardio, then like, just keep doing it. Then, um, ideally you want to do it when your body is depleted as far as digestion goes. Um, especially when you're trying to lose weight, if your body's not digesting anything and you do cardio and you expend energy, you're going to utilize calories that are in your system from digestion already, not during the digestion process. That's why most coaches will tell their athletes to do it fasted or post-workout. So that way you're burning the fat versus um, burning food that your body is digesting. Um, So that's why I recommend those over just randomly in the middle of the day. But if cardio is your main focus, then really it doesn't matter when you do it. Or if you're not trying to lose weight, it doesn't really matter when you do it, as long as you're doing it roughly at the same time is all that matters. Yeah. I think it also like depends on your goals. Like obviously cutting and bulking like that aside, I think purely based on like the, what you're trying to do in the gym each day is also dependent on when you do the cardio. Because for example, if I do I mean, legs need so much energy, but let's say like my chest or my back day too, those are my big hitters too. Like I need a lot of energy on those days. And just me personally, if my my cardio sessions take up a lot of energy, whether it's because of the intensity or how long I do it, like I'm not running anymore, but when I was running, that takes up so much energy. But mm-hmm. if I'm doing what I do now, which is, you know, I think I do 11, 12, 13 for incline. Like I, I'll fluctuate between those numbers right there uh, with, you know, some added speed behind it. So I'm like 
if not speed walking, then at least power walking at the very least. Um, and that, that takes its toll. And when you do that for north of 15, 20 minutes, like that takes its toll. And I just can't justify doing that prior to a workout anymore because I just lose so much energy. And I need that like when I do my compound movements, like when I'm benching or when I'm doing like deadlifts or, or rack pulls or, or T-bar like pulls or something like that. Like I need that energy then. And it's it's just so specific to what I need. But on the other hand, like for a more detailed work. So like my shoulders have always been my strongest suit. Like whenever, whenever I take pictures or do anything like that, my shoulders always are what I can, you know, take pride in. And so for me, a lot of my shoulder day is like detail work. I'm doing, you know, higher reps. I'm doing not necessarily, I mean, I have a heavy day, like once every couple of weeks, but for the most part, I'm doing a lot of tiered work to making them just stand out and have the striations there. Mm-hmm. And so when I do those workouts, I don't necessarily need the same amount of energy that I do for a chest back leg day, something like that. So not that I do my cardio before those ones, but I could justify doing it or like my ab days. Um, if I, I could justify doing it before then. So I think it really just depends on what goals you have in the gym for when you need to be doing this cardio, but you are right at the end of the day, you just have to get it done. So if you know that you're not going to do it at the end of your workout, then just do it at the beginning. Make yourself do it. <laughs> yeah, which I think also kind of translates into like ab movements too. Like some people, for me, it was, it's hard for – I don't want to ever do any ab work. Um, I never really need to. Um, I g- Generally, your abs are – when it comes to aesthetics, you want to build your abs just from – like you don't really want to hit hypertrophy. So just because you don't want to widen your waist. So typically, it just kind of comes from like – big compound movements that your abs end up developing. So for the most part, my abs, like most of my development for abs, like 99% has been without actually doing ab specific movements. But like mm-hmm. now that I'm prepping for my show, um, I've been doing abs pretty much every day, um, leg lifts and some sort of cable crunch. So I use cables to, to I, I sit in the cable machine, like a lat pull down machine and do a cable crunch with a rope. And then I do uh, lying leg curls or uh, lying, not leg curls, lying uh, leg lifts. Um, so for me, the way I'm able to do that is by supersetting it with my last two movements every day. So whatever it is I'm hitting, like if it's arms, I'll superset it with, um, like my leg lifts, I'll superset it with preacher curls. And then my crunches, I'll superset it with, uh, machine dips for yep. triceps. So like that way I'm actually doing it. Um, cardio is kind of similar to that. Sometimes you just need to find what works for you. And, um, I know guys who, would do 30 minutes a day. And what they'll do is like five minutes on the bike prior to lifting and then 25 on the treadmill, just walking. Um, you know, so, I mean, whatever works for you is really what you need to, what you should be doing. And when it comes to like, for instance, like legs, I think like for your, for your case stuff, I think doing it beforehand would be a bit, a little bit more beneficial, like half of it beforehand and half of it after. Um, that way you can warm up your legs a bit start lifting you don't really need to like do much of a warm-up do much of a stretch especially if you're just walking walking is enough of a stretch as it is so um you know doing that beforehand and then afterwards finishing up with some with some walking or a stairmaster or whatever um you know that could work and uh i don't do it on leg day just because it's such a heavy day and i just want to just go home um (laughs) when i'm done like i just want to fucking leave um 
but I do leg days the or not leg day. I do cardio the day after on Fridays. Um, and that fucking sucks because my legs are sore uh, and they're always sore. My legs are always sore for my leg days pretty much at this point. Uh, the past like two months, every single leg day has been sore. Um, so, uh, it, it's, it is very difficult to do cardio on Fridays and even Saturdays for that point, for that matter, because my legs are still sore. So, um, doing it right after leg day, if you're not sore, um, I think could work. It's just not, it's just personally not for me. Yeah. And obviously, you know, Paul and I are disciplined in, in our own rights for getting the cardio done and knowing that we have to get it done. But if you're someone who, you know, you're not going to like want to do it after the workout, you might as well just get it done at the beginning. Like, because you, mm-hmm. we, we talked about it. It's something you need to be doing just for your cardiovascular health and all the other benefits that come with it. Um, but also longevity and, and health deterioration prevention. Like you, you want to be doing this just to be improving your overall life. Like there's a reason that people who run every day, they might not be the biggest and most muscular, but they are the people that are going to be living the longest because their internals are just so, so tiered. And it, it, <laughs> there's there's a reason why professional runners generally make it to their 90s sometimes hundreds like there's the you always see like marathons whenever a marathon happens there's that one like 90 year old person who's still running <laughs> and there's a reason for that like your body can can resist a lot more when it's uh subjected to intensity or intense cardio over and over and over again um, yeah, I mean, I'm very big of an advocate against running personally, just because it's so heavy in your joints and, um, it's, uh, not as calorie burning as other forms of cardio. Uh, mm. it's pretty much like the most inferior version of cardio when it comes to calorie, like actual caloric burning It's because we're built that way. Um, people don't realize it, but we're actually, I was watching a video about it. We're actually within the animal kingdom. We're actually the, the, when it comes to how the distance of running, we're the highest. We're actually the longest distance running animals, um, within the animal kingdom. We beat hyenas. Hyenas are typically what are considered the longest running animals. We actually beat hyenas. Um, that's when we, <laughs> we don't have claws. We don't have, you know, yeah. wings. We, we, in, if we didn't have the, or if we haven't progressed the way we have te- technological wise, like we in the wild have to be able to move to stay alive. <laughs> exactly. And we're not, we're also not that fast either in within the animal kingdom. We're very slow in comparison to pretty much every other animal. So we have to have some sort of flight and that's where the distance comes in. So um, it's just very hard in your joints. Um, and that's why runners high is a thing. Um, I always say you should not be getting a runner's high. That's not a good thing to have. Um, essentially, runner's high is your your body going into flight or fight mode. Like you're literally going into a state where your body thinks you're going to die. Like you're, you're running from something. So runner's high gives you an extra boost of energy to keep running. Um, so like, yeah, it feels good, but it's also very not good for you either. Yeah. So that's uh, at least argument. prolonged. I, I think – Every now yeah. and then triggering it isn't the worst thing because we do do that in the gym, like pushing through the pain barriers and mm-hmm. like as like squats, for example, everybody wants to hit their rep count, but nobody wants to go to failure on squats. And mm-hmm. when you drop that weight behind you because you literally cannot go anymore, 
that's the we do do that like that's that's a goal of ours at least the the more disciplined people in the gym so i think prolonged it's not healthy you're right but every now and then utilizing it for that extra push just to you know push your own limits that's that's a there's benefits to that because also when you push your own limits that limit that you just surpassed is no that's no longer going to be your limit moving forward it's Mm -hmm. it's how it's basically you know progressive overload for for running or doing i mean i i'm the same way paul i i don't i don't like to run i don't think it has the same benefits that you know subjecting yourself to consistent incline walking or i'm a big fan of doing bike warm-ups um doing some kind of uh three Mm -hmm. to four minute like not not sprinting on a bike but some good pacing on a bike just to warm up and get all your blood flowing uh prior to a workout uh, that's something my coach had me doing when I was with him. He'd have me um, start every single workout, regardless of the lift, with three to four minutes of medium intensity bike work. And that has its benefits, like just getting your blood flowing. But you're right, not <laughs> not putting yourself into constant fight or flight mode because the stress levels, like your stress inhibitors are not meant to handle being in <laughs> in fight or flight mode every single waking moment of your life. <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not supposed to happen. Um, yeah, it's in, I was, watch, I was watching a video, speaking of that, I was watching a video of, or listening to a video that is during my leg day of um, Tom Platts. And he was talking about every single time he did squats, he would do squats, I think it was like once a month or something. Um, really at the end of the day is how often he did it. He's known for his squats. Um, but he would talk about how he, like, you know, he's, all, he's got all those like famous phrases. Everybody knows like, Oh, like I refuse to be a loser. Like five more. <laughs> I'd rather, yeah, five more. I'd rather die than be a loser, stuff like that. But he said, this is new. This is something I've, I've listened to a lot of Tom Platt's speeches, even like the longer ones. And this is a new for me. He was saying that every time he did squats, he didn't know if he would actually survive them. Like he thought that during it, he would die. Like he, but he's like, I've yet to die, but I go into it. And during my set, I imagine I'm going to die because of how crazy his squat sets were. And to put it into perspective, he did five plates per side, 23 reps or something. And like unsupported, like, I don't even think he had like wrap knee wraps or anything on. And he just did that like just randomly, like for a set. And there's two guys who attempted to beat it. They trained for like a year for it and they couldn't beat it. Like that's how crazy Tom Platts was. So well, he's with the that quad father for a reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For that, with that being said though, he was also very, very blessed with like the best knee genetics ever. Like my knees cannot handle squats, even though I respond very, very well to squats mus- muscular wise. Um, it just does not work for me. So well, watching him he, he, do hack squats is the same thing. You see his yeah. his range of motion and how he. Oh man, you're right. Like see, I hear, I hear my knees when I watch that video. Yeah, I can do the hack squats very similar to that. But when it comes to barbell squats, which my body loves, I can't do it the way he does it. Though, like I can't, I just can't. Like if I try to load the weight on, and I'm doing even just at eight reps at least, my knees are still hurting the next day. And yeah. it's my, it's my, um, it's not my. Uh, let me look up what tendon it is. I always forget what tendon it is. Um, it's not my patellar. Um, no, the, the tendon is called the patellar. Hmm. Um, okay. So it is actually the patellar, uh, tendon that, that is my issue. Um, 
Yeah, it's the one below the kneecap. It's called the patellar ligament. That's that's my issue. Is that one specifically um, on my right knee that hurts? So um, I, I it sucks that I can't do squats. But anyways, that's that's besides the point of everything that we're um, talking about. But um, yeah, it's just uh, when it comes to cardio, I think you need to do what's best for you. And there's been so many different arguments of what the best cardio is. Um, for me, I like Stairmaster because I, I argue it's the hardest, um, and that's why I like it. But at the same time, um, like walking on the treadmill at an incline has its benefits. Um, and it is very hard to do that as well. You're moving a lot more obviously, but, um, I also need to get my steps in. And I think that's my biggest problem is that I, I need to get my steps in and cause I work from home. So, um, that's my, that's my reason for doing that. Also just my plan calls for it. But if you prefer bike or like, like with the different kinds of bikes, there's like the upright bike and like kind of the lean back one. There's also like the ladder climber. You can do that. Um, there's so many different cardio machinery that you can use. You just got to test it out and see which one is which. And also do not, um, look, do not really care what the calorie says in the machine hmm. because that calorie number really does not matter. Um, it does not know your body composition. It does not know the effort that you're you're um, actually putting into the cardio. So like the, the actual – and same with like your watch. Your, your fucking smartwatch has no idea how many calories you're burning. It really does not know. All it can base it off of is your heart rate and maybe your blood oxygen level. And even then, it's not really that accurate when it comes to blood oxygen level. So – do not trust your watches like, oh, I burned a thousand calories during lifting. You probably really honestly burned more than that. Lifting burns a lot of calories. Yep. So um, don't trust what your watch says. If you did, oh, I'm doing 500 calories of treadmill and then I'm done. It's like, dude, you're really not doing much. What matters is that you stay consistent with it. Cardio is not something that when you're either weight, losing weight or going for health, it's not something you want to progressively overload. Um, it's just something you need to do steady wise, like typically steady wise. Um, it'll get easier, but you're still burning calories either way. Um, the more cardio you do, the easier it's going to get. Um, but this is also me talking about, um, low intensity, steady state cardio, which is LISS, which is what I do. Um, talk to anybody about HIIT, which is high intensity interval training. That's a different ball game. Um, cardio with, you know, hit cardio, um, or however you want to call it, um, high intensity cardio, high, uh, you know, interval cardio, whatever it is, that's a different ball game. And your overall effort will change over time. And I think you need to adapt to that accordingly. And you need to change your intervals as everything gets easier. Um, but that's not something that my body responds to super, super well anyway. So it doesn't really matter, but that's just me. Yeah. And another thing with, <clears throat> oh man, I had, had where I had a great idea where I was going to take this. Um, I hate that when you lose your train of thought. <laughs> uh, happens to me all the time. <laughs> I, I was sitting here. I was like, I got a zinger. Um, mm. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, there we go. I got it. Um, when the reason why I preach and, and prioritize uh, treadmill work so much is that you can just by angling your body or either if you're leaning on the machine or not leaning, leaning on the machine, you can target different parts of whether it's your leg or if you're focusing more on breathing or anything like you're able to really, really successfully do that. And that's why I always like it. So for example, my, my, uh, 
my cardio that I do at the end of each workout is, like I said, between 11, 12, 13 on the incline. And I'll go between, I'll probably warm up on two and a half and make my way up to the three for speed, something like that. And Mm -hmm. if I do not hold the machine and just have my arms down by my side and just look forward, that right there targets my calves and my hammies more than anything. And just doing that, I'm able to target it and get almost like a mini burn and a mini pump in those particular muscles. But let's say I keep that same speed and same incline and then rest my hands on the machine uh, upwards at the top. I'm now able to almost lean into it and get my quads engaged or take my leg muscles completely out. of. Obviously, I'm walking, but like not targeting anything and just really focus on breathing and getting my resting mm-hmm. heart rate as low as possible while I go through this strenuous exercise. Um, and then even if I want to target quads even more, if you have the rests down, uh, for me, it's down below because I'm so tall, but um, it's the ones that just ride the sides of the of the treadmills. If you have that on yours, um, mm-hmm. I'll put my hands there and lean really into it. And then it's just pure quad focus. And so, yeah. You're able to, then that's why I love doing the treadmill basically exclusively because you're at any given time, I can target a very, very specific muscle in my particular, like obviously on legs. After when I do my cardio after a leg day, I'm not really targeting my leg muscles because they're toast. They, they did everything they need to. So at that point, I'm going to rest on the machine and I'm going to really focus on just breathing and get making sure that. I can get my resting heart rate as low as possible while I'm doing this particular movement. But on, let's say, let's say I just did a chest day or something like that. And, you know, my, I, I have God to your calves, so I'm not going to say that I need to work them all the time, but getting them a little bit of love on, you know, a day where they're not necessarily going to see it in the lift I'll do, you know, no holding on to it or holding on to it whenever I feel, you know, the burn gets too bad or something like that. Because again, I'm not trying to <laughs> really work the muscle super intensely. So if I feel the burn and it starts to like get to the point where I'm uncomfortable, I'm fine with uncomfortability, but I'm not trying to really get a pump in my muscles there. So I'm not going to worry about that. So I kind of lean on it then and shift back to it afterwards. But you're able to really target different things. And that's why I love it so, so much. I, you can kind of do the same thing with Stairmaster, but it's a little bit different um, just because focus, you have obviously have to have the mental side of things focusing on making each step. Um, and while a lot of us shift into that, like subconscious, just it we don't even need to think about it. That takes time. Like your first time on the Stairmaster, you are going to trip at some point. Even I, I, I trip at least once on the Stairmaster, like, and I've been doing it a long, long time. So it's not like it goes away, but you get more used to it and you don't have to think about it as much. But in those early stages, it's really difficult to target anything other than getting your heart rate up and focusing on your breathing when you do the Stairmaster. Yeah, I end up like kicking the fucking stair half the time. Yep. <laughs> like I hate that. I'm stepping and I'm stepping. I'm like trying to get my foot just enough over the lip to like step on it, especially if I'm doing like calf focused on Stairmaster. And then I just fucking smack it and uh, nearly lose my <laughs> shit. It's it's annoying. Um so yeah, that's 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 the downfall to uh to um 
to Stairmaster. But when it comes to like the treadmill, it's actually a good point that you brought up. Um, I do focus differently on like uh, what muscle I'm targeting when I'm walking. Um, a lot of the time when I'm walking on the treadmill, I end up doing actually like a lot of hamstring, especially mm. walking uphill um, with the incline. My focus a lot of the time is the hamstring because my problem is like I got decent enough calves where I don't have to train them. But my problem is, is my soleus, which is the front, is so overpowering from the rest of my legs that if I don't focus on my hams, my soleus just takes over and it burns like a motherfucker. And it's so like, it's genuinely like almost torture. Like it's like, I can't keep going. Um, So like when I do that, I end up like almost having to like lift myself off the treadmill because it burns that bad. It's like, it's like doing leg extensions when your when your quads are burning. But like now imagine like that, like for like 20 minutes straight, that's what it feels like. It's just, it's so bad. Um, so like, that's my downfall when it comes to walking on the treadmill, but I figured out that if I just focus on driving from my hamstrings and like, rather than pushing with my quads, which then target my soleus, I'm pulling with my hamstrings as I walk. Um, so that helps me a lot, but, uh, the Stairmaster is very similar in that sense where you can kind of target what muscles you want to, what muscles you want to, uh, utilize and. Um, calves and quads is typically the, the main focus on Stairmaster for most people. You could also really target your glutes as well. Um, hamstrings is kind of hard, um, because you're not pulling anything, um, where with walking kind of, you can pull yourself kind of forward, um, versus like, uh, quads, which is pushing yourself forward. So Stairmaster is, Stairmaster is a different conversation, but yeah, it's a good point that you bring up. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. That's for sure. Yeah. And most times when I'm at the end of my workout, I'm so depleted everywhere else that it's just a nice auxiliary piece to to add on top of it. Um, mm-hmm. I know that especially on a day where I'm not doing a ton of, you know, super, super. So I talked about earlier with my shoulder days, like how it's more, you know, working on the definition and getting the striations and everything. And I haven't moved a ton of weight. Um, well, okay. That's a lie. It's not that I'm moving a ton of weight, but it's not the heavy weight sets. It's just the, the heavy rep sets, um, and doing that. I'll generally start to focus a lot more on getting my leg muscles engaged. And I'm, I never lean on the machine on those days, but like I said, on some other days there, the, the leaning does come in. Um, one thing that I, I mean, I mentioned it earlier, but bike work is something that I love too, just because it's so mindless. You can sit there and if I get like lost in a song or something like that, and I don't even pay attention to what's going on around me, I'll look down and be like, oh shit, it's been like 15 minutes on the bike. I didn't even realize it. Like that's, yeah. and that happens if you do biking outdoors too. Like all of the, the, the cardio that we talk about, all of this can be supplemented with outdoor work as well. And I even recommend doing outdoor work at least once a week, um, just because getting that natural vitamin D in your system is so, so important. Um, and yeah, it helps a lot. Yeah. Like I, I mentioned earlier, I have a dedicated hike week or hike day each week when just go out, um, for me, I, you know, I do my photography then too, but going out and doing a hike day is great. If you have dogs like Paula's dogs, walking the dogs, Mm. that's a great way of doing it. So all of these things that we've talked about, you can supplement that by going outdoors and biking is a great way as well outdoors because 
biking outdoors is even more you you go even more mindless because you can just pay attention to the scenery around you and you don't even realize half the time how intense your body is working and Mm -hmm. that can be a, a truly beneficial thing because a lot of people hate cardio because they think it's tedious and they don't like to just sit there and do the same thing over and over and just kind of aimlessly walk or aimlessly look at a dot on the wall while you do the treadmill or something like that so if you start doing it a little bit more outdoors you kind of lose that bored factor because there's scenery around you. Like, unless you live in like, I mean, New York city is a little bit tough to do it, but like if you live anywhere, that's got some trees, like (laughs) your mind will start paying attention to everything, anything and everything else. And that's really important when it comes to cardio. I remember, um, one of my favorite places to walk was, uh, when I lived in Colorado, um, Mm. because I had the view, I had the mountain ranges. Yeah, I had the the mountains to look at. So I would walk a circle around my apartment complex I was in, which was, I think it was like about a quarter mile, like almost exactly a quarter mile, I think, um, give or take. So like one way I'm looking, I'm looking kind of like at the city-ish of Denver because I was north of it. And then when I walked the other direction, I was looking straight at the mountains. And the way the mountains sat when I was living there in April and May a few years ago, the way the mountains sat, they came like down into like a V and that was right where the sun was set. So it was like such a nice view to have. And Hmm. it's like the endorphins you get of just looking at that view. Like there's so many, there's so many videos and shit of like really good views out there and photos. And it's like, dude, you, you need to experience it. Like there's no photos that could do it justice. Like I have to take photos and be like, Oh, that looks really nice. But when you're there, you can truly see the depth of the, of the uh, like view that you're seeing. It's, it's a whole different ball game. So if you got a good view, to uh to utilize while you're doing cardio it's a whole it's a whole nother world i mean granted i read so like that's my view that's why i forget i'm doing cardio like that's why i love reading during cardio is because i forget i'm doing it because i'm reading a good book and i can dive into the world of the book and forget that i'm even walking all of a sudden i got five minutes left and i have to finish up my chapter and call it a day so um that's what i do and it's it's so much more fun while reading it's so much better (laughs) If you want a uh, a cheat code to forget that you're doing cardio, put on Imperial March and pretend you're the 501st Legion walking into the Jedi Temple. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, that'd be funny. Like, yeah, if you could really get in the mindset of that, like, really truly believe that you're actually in there, you put on your hood, and you're like, yes, I'm Anakin walking up these steps. That'd be yeah, funny. I mean, at the end of the day, though, like we joke about it, but tricking your body into cardio is actually like something that is a it's a true test but it's very very beneficial because yeah paul and i talk about it but we hate cardio like (laughs) we do we do do not like doing it we understand the benefits we are disciplined Mm -hmm. enough to do it but we hate it (laughs) if i could go without it i would i know the benefits enough to keep doing it but if i could get the benefits without doing it i absolutely would exactly and that right there is why we need to trick ourselves because Especially like for me, one of my most like, obviously outside of leg day, but my most uh, energy dense or energy required uh, lift is like my back day. And so after my back day, I just don't like I don't I don't want to be in the gym anymore. I don't want to be anywhere other than like, I don't know, in my bed or something like that. So I like to, you know, then then it's time to go trick myself into um doing some some cardio because my mind is not going to want to do the cardio (laughs) it really isn't yeah um that's why i just do it after my workout because 
Um, especially with everything I'm taking right now and the whole process that I'm going through right now, I'm more motivated than ever. Um, so I, I get motivated, I get more motivated to do cardio after my workout than I do like in the morning, especially like when I get pissed off, like waking up like this morning, I woke up because my dog decided to go next to my bed and whine that she needed to go out, even though it wasn't her time to go out. We're on a schedule and she decided to whine 45 minutes earlier than usual. So it's like, I don't want to do cardio after waking up like that, like waking up angry, you know? So, um, that's why I do it post-workout. Again, I don't want to do it, um, but it's easier for me to do it after my workout. Right now is really the only time I ever like want to do cardio because I want to shed the fat and I want to get ready for my show. Um, Because now, as of today, I'm four weeks out. So like the more effort I put in, the more results I'm going to get at the show, you know? So um, that's why I want to do cardio. And fucking chances are when my coach sees my way in, he's probably going to have me doing more cardio anyways. Chances yeah. are instead of taking out food, he's probably just going to have me increase my cardio. And the other thing too, um, is you, you can also do like a little bit of math when it comes to cardio too. So like, for instance, right now I'm doing five cardio sessions a week. So if I add five minutes to each session, I'm adding 25 minutes overall throughout the entire week, which is almost another session. Before I was doing 30 minutes for five times a week. So really then it really was pretty much an extra session, but I'm not really there for that much longer. And I'm not going doing cardio an extra session. It's just five minutes more per day, which then adds up. So if you incrementally increase it, it'll add up and end up being a lot more than what you were doing before. And then, like I said, your stamina will also increase too. So, so cardio, especially if you haven't done cardio for a while, it's going to suck at first. Um, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. Uh, so this is the way I did it, right? So this is, here's my explanation of how I did my treadmill cardio when I started treadmill. So before getting into prep, I was doing Stairmaster three times a week for 30 minutes. Man, do I fucking miss that. I really took that for granted, let me tell you. But also then again, I was also unemployed and I was do, hitting the gym. It, it doesn't matter. But um, I took it for granted. So what I did was I started out with 10 degree incline on the treadmill at two and a half miles an hour. And every 10 minutes during the walk, I would increase my speed from, so I started at two and a half miles an hour. I would increase it by 0.1 mile an hour, right? So I'd go at 10 minutes in, I'd go 2.6. Then at 20 minutes, I go 2.7. Then the next week I'd start at 2.6. Then I go 2.7, then 2.8 the next session I would do 2.7, then I go 2.8, um, then 2.9. And then I go up all the way until the point where I'm incrementally working my way up to three miles an hour for the entire, to the entire session. And then I did the same thing with car, uh, with the incline, I would go from 12 degrees to 12 and a half to 13 every 10 minutes. So every, so for the 10 minute mark, I do 12 and a half, 20 minute mark, I do 13. Then I call it the next session. I would do 12 and a half, 13, 13.5. That way I'm doing three miles an hour, but I'm increasing the incline incrementally. Uh, that way it's not so much all at once. And that made it a lot easier for me to build up to 15 degree incline at three miles an hour when I wasn't so I wasn't used to walking on the treadmill like I used to be because there's times where I have done a lot of incline walking um, as part of the plan. But since I hadn't done it for a while, this was my way of making it easier for myself to get to that um, degree of, of effort really. So um, that's how I did it too. Um, 
which made it, like I said, it made it easier. And it, it also made me kind of pay attention to my effort and made me pay attention to, um, how hard it was. And it did gradually get easier. And at this point, it's like, I feel like I'm almost not even doing cardio. It's so easy. Um, I am holding onto the machine, but it's because I'm at such a high incline. I don't want to fucking fall. So I'm like kind of holding mainly my arms up, um, and making sure I'm balanced. Um, and that's pretty much all I'm doing. I'm not like lifting myself off the machine. Um, cause that's kind of cheating. Um, but also with steady state cardio too, there, there is a target heart rate. Um, so for me, it's between 130 and 150 beats per minute is my target heart rate doing LISS. Um, if you're doing high intensity, it's closer to like 150 to 180, even closer to like 180 at that point, uh, for, for higher intensity cardio, but lower intensity, um, 130, 150 is pretty easily pretty for me, it's pretty easy to hit and I have a good resting heart rate I have a, I have a healthy resting heart rate. So hitting 130, 150 does require effort, but it's not like I'm going absolutely ape shit in cardio in order to hit it. So, um, I just kept that heart rate going and, and kept it up where it's supposed to be. And, um, you know, that's how I was able to keep doing the LISS. But in the past, the plan called for, um, doing half hour of walking when I was cutting, I think I was cutting like, yeah, we're trying to lose weight. October, November, December of last year, prior to doing keto. Um, so when I was doing that, I would eat after my workout and then go do cardio, especially when I was in keto, when I didn't have any energy, like from carbs. So I had to put something in my stomach to have some sort of, um, essentially in quotations, ketones in order to burn for energy to do my cardio. So that's what I would do. I would come home, eat a meal, then go do cardio, which was a bitch because when I was home, I wanted to stay home and my yeah. wife wanted me to stay home too. She'd be like, she's ready for me to come home when I'm coming home from the gym and watch TV with her or whatever, relax, you know, hang out with the dogs, whatever it is. So when I would come home, eat and then leave again, it's like, it just made it that much worse. Cause it's like, I have to like see the dogs. I have to like be in my house. Cause like when you're home, you're like, like you got like this, like relaxation, you know what I mean? So it's like, then you have to like change that up and get rid of that and go back and doing cardio. I'd go to my apartment gym and just go do walking on the treadmill. So, um, that was the other way we utilize that. So it's, it's interesting. Um, different ways of utilizing it is interesting and however you go about it, it's completely up to you. It's just, this is the way that I've done it. Um, I recommend Stairmaster for most people just because it's hard. Um, most people aren't used to going up the stairs so much. Um, but incline treadmill and Stairmaster are arguably just about the same as far mm. as like calories burnt and effort actually put in. So it, you could go either way with it at the end of the day. Got to go with John Beast mode on the YouTube. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's so yeah, silly. Like, I mean, you got to start up the machine so it's running, and then you like get back and rah, and then get on oh, the so machine. That's, that's my biggest pet peeve too. When I see people on on a treadmill, they'll get it up to a running speed, okay, and mm -hmm. they can they'll do their running, and then they'll do it for like maybe thirty seconds or a minute, okay, and they'll be running at pretty high intensity, and so. Uh, that's either a sprint or at least a hard jog for most people. And then they go from that to get like pulling themselves off of the, the machine and letting it just spin out. And then they just wait a little bit and then do the foot kick and then get right back into it. Like it's intermittent running. And 
I I understand when you're a runner what purpose that does for you. I understand that getting like training your body to do that has its benefits when you're when your goal is to be running, but if you do that after a lift or doing that for any reason other than to lose weight or something like that, I that's one of my biggest pet peeves. It just bothers me seeing that. So here's my argument. I think that's dumb, but high intensity interval training for cardio or hit cardio um, or whatever you want to call it. Um, that's basically kind of what they're doing. So they're, you know, you're getting your heart rate up, running it for like 30 seconds, 45 seconds, whatever it is. And then you get it back down. So you're up and down, up and down, up and down. And I get um, that. I, I do get that. Yeah. What you're supposed to do is for like, I mean, I think treadmill is the worst way of doing hit, but in that case, what you're supposed to do is like sprint for like 40 seconds and then like lightly jog for like a minute or whatever their interval training is. You know, if it's like 50 seconds and then for 15 seconds, you're resting then 50 seconds, you know, whatever it is, that's what they're supposed to be doing. Um, when I did hit, I did the rowing machine. So I would do rowing for like, I think it was like 20 minutes or it was, it was, uh, it was 50 seconds of, no, it was 15 seconds of like spurts and then 50 seconds of like steady rowing. So it was like steady rowing for 50 seconds and do 15 seconds just all out as hard as I can. Yeah. And I think I did like, I think it was like eight or I forget how many intervals it was. I think it was like, it might've been 12 or 13 intervals. Like it was a number of actual intervals I did, which equated to about 20 minutes of doing that. And for rowing, it was easy because you just set it up like you normally would. And then you look at the timer on the actual machine and that's when you would like burst it. So like I would do like, um, it was like, I think it was pretty much every minute I, I broke it down. I think I, instead of doing 50 seconds of rest, I think I did 45 just to make it nice and easy. Um, so I did 45 seconds of like steady rowing and then 15 seconds of blasting it. And then I do so like every minute at the minute at the 45 second mark, I'd blast it until the, the rounded minute came around. So that's how you really should be doing hit doing treadmill like that is dumb because you're coming to a complete rest. And that's not what we want to do. You yeah. want to lower your heart rate and still move and then get your heart rate back up. But you're coming to a completely resting state and then just sprinting. It's not necessarily the best for you. It's not the best way of doing it, in my opinion. But I must believe where you come from. I must believe that there is a cheetah behind me. <laughs> I a, must be running at all times. There's that um, Joe Rogan clip where he's like, he's like, that's why men come fast is because we have to, in case of, in case of Panthers behind us. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> we we, uh, we got to do it quick. <laughs> um, Jimmy, I think it's Jimmy Schultz. Wait, no, uh, Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz. No, Andrew Jimmy. Schultz. Andrew Schultz was on that podcast and he was losing his shit. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that's not a thing. That's but, why that, that I mean, a bunch of comedians, like that's why that's so great. But he's, he's big on the uh, fitness world and fitness side of things too. So like, if you want, honestly want like good material too, like go give JRE a, a listen on one of his more, like whenever Andrew Huberman comes in, like when they do mm-hmm. episodes like that, go give those a listen because from the fitness side of things, both those dudes know what they're talking about. I know Jerry has a lot of controversial topics and a lot of people don't like him because of that. But at the end of the day, the dude has achieved tremendous longevity with his frame and how old he is. So yeah. give give him a listen whenever you have a chance. Yeah, he's okay, so we, we We don't need to do advertising for JRE because it's the, the highest listened podcast of all <laughs> of, of all time. But By so. a long <laughs> shot, too. It's not even like close. <laughs> 
It's like it's insane. Um, yeah. Andrew Huberman, I think, has his own podcast too. Um, yeah. I'm, I believe so. That's a good one to listen to. I've never listened to his podcast individually, but I've listened to clips from it, and it's pretty good. Um, you can also just go find papers that he's published. Like they, he, yeah. at the end of the day, he is in the science field. Like he goes on podcasts and talks to a lot of people, but he is a person in the science field and so he does put out research backed papers and stuff like that so if you want good information and know how to read a research article then go give that a look too yeah he's a um for those that don't know he's an endocrinologist so he studies uh basically human hormones um because essentially if you really think about it hormones at the end of the day is pretty much everything um hormones is just essentially the chemicals within your body um and that's what balances everything um it's how you function. We function because of our hormones. We can die because we lack hormones. Like if we, if, if a male gets below 4% body fat, we can't regulate our testosterone. You can die from that. Not because yep. of malnutrition, because you literally don't have your hormones running and you can die. So, um, that's essentially what endocrinology is. Um, there is, he has a lot of information on the sports side of hormones, which is interesting to listen to, but he also has a lot of information on the lifestyle side of things and like how sleep affects your hormones and and like you know i listened to one of his recent podcasts with jre was they talked a lot about ice baths versus saunas and stuff oh, like that and the, oh, the benefits but that's um, my specialty too i fucking love cryotherapy see i want to take cold showers the problem is is that this is what they said they said if you do cryo or if you do cold showers or cold tub you know cold plunge whatever it is Within six hours of training, you're basically making your training useless. Like it just kind of ruins your gains um, for a lot of it. He's saying you should do it beforehand or more than six hours after training is when you should do it. I'm going to argue that, saying. but on a different episode. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that's, that's an episode in itself. Because mm -hmm. I actually just uh, put in my I put in my order for my new for my new uh, cryo tub. So I'm uh well, I'll talk about that next week after I have it set up and put in. So maybe there's our next week episode. Yeah, see, I want, I like taking cold showers. It's just, oh, the tub, I, I want to superior, man. Yeah, but I also don't want to go buy ice and I don't want to have to like take the whole time to do it. I just want to take a cold shower um, and call it a day. It's just, yeah. it's for me, it's not about the recovery or anything like that. For me, it's the, it's the dopamine because mm -hmm. I lack it entirely because of my ADD. So like doing, taking a cold shower to get that dopamine rush afterwards is what is in like, I think it's like three or four times your baseline throughout the rest of the day. If you take yep. a cold shower or something like that. So like, that's the reason I want to do is for the dopamine effects, not necessarily for like, you know, internal body temperature regulation or recovery, you know, or cardiovascular health, nothing like that. It's for the dopamine for me. It's the, it's that chemical specifically. And so actually staying on that topic too, relating it to cardio. I mean, there's, uh, I mean, they talked about it on JRE a while back, um, how uh, instead of medicating for depression, there's the the science backing that it's one and a half times more effective to utilize physical activity to counteract mm -hmm. uh, any kind of depression or anxiety or things like that. And if you have ever worked out in the morning before going on for the rest of your day, you feel phenomenal. Because mm -hmm. what ends up happening is you do end up triggering like your endorphins or getting a dopamine rush from just feeling good about yourself in the morning. 
Um, I mean, add in oxytocin if you have, you know, more people at the gym at that time and you can do a little social aspect as well. But at that, if you end up doing that little bit of activity at the beginning of the day, and so you can utilize that when I say that outdoor cardio, like if you have the time or well, I'm not going to say if you have the time because everyone can just wake up a little earlier. Um, so just taking 10, 15 minutes and going out and doing you know, speed walking or maybe even a light jog, not running, but like a light jog just to get your, your, uh, your heart rate up in the morning and then coming back and, you know, showering and getting ready for the day. Like you're going to feel so much better. And that's why, you know, we talk about how utilizing this physical activity can help counteract all, you know, the sad vibes or the depression or stuff like that, because you're quite literally training your body to wake up and start enjoying life. So, that's why anybody who struggles with it tremendously, like I've had my struggles in the past and that's why there was this period of time. Like I teach, so I got to get up normally around five or so. And I'm in, the, I'm in the, the room by six, six thirty, getting ready for a seven o'clock start. Um, but there was a period of time where, you know, mentally I wasn't doing well. So I would go to the gym beforehand at like three thirty four in the morning. I mean, I was not getting, I mean, I lost a lot of sleep over it, but at that, what ended up happening was just triggering my, my body or getting my body to trigger those hormones so early in the morning and just carry it through the day. you you just feel so phenomenal and you don't, you start to not need coffee anymore. You start not needing, you know, caffeine of any kind. And as long as your diet is clean and healthy, your body just starts reacting to the world better. And so that's why I'll recommend doing any kind of if it's i mean we're we're focusing in on cardio today um but i also recommend if you want to do weight training at the beginning of the day or even we talked about like swimming or one of those other like it is cardio but it's also a intense workout in itself like doing anything like that at the beginning of the day that can help trigger these these elevated um hormonal levels which will just help you improve your everyday life mm-hmm yeah, I think also um, something that people really discredit as far as um, what makes them happier is food, and we've mm-hmm. talked about um, we've talked about food on pretty much every single episode. But um, your food also plays a big role in your hormones too. And what's something that's very detrimental to your to your hormones is, um, <clears throat> which includes dopamine and endorphins and all that, is alcohol. Um, so for me. not only do I not drink alcohol because of the caloric content that I don't need, it's also that it just throws your hormones completely off. Um, So that's why like people are like, oh, like I'm like, oh, I just don't drink. And typically people leave it at that, but they ask me why sometimes too. Um, And I'll just say, oh, I just don't need the calories is typically what I leave it at. But really the biggest thing for me is like, I'm not trying to throw off my testosterone. I'm not trying to throw off like, any of my lipid profile, like I'm literally trying to keep everything dialed in, especially right now. Like I need to keep everything dialed in. Um, so I can't have a drop like that shit will, will mess with your hormones really bad. Um, caffeine, black coffee, especially is actually genuinely good for you. Um, people forget that they think that any source of caffeine is bad and and it's not, um, black coffee is very good for you. Natural black coffee. Um, granted I have like flavored coffee, like flavored coffee beans and stuff. That's not as good for you, but, um, it's 
black coffee is a lot better for for you than like any sort of like energy drink or anything like that that is just full of like flavored chemicals and stuff like that so black coffee is a good route to go too um when it comes to helping with your dopamine levels caffeine genuinely helps my dopamine levels that's why i have so many energy drinks today i'm drinking one right now i had a mug of coffee earlier and for me caffeine because of my add doesn't give me energy it just keeps me awake keeps me focused um, so I could have an energy drink and go to bed an hour later. It's, it's doesn't affect me the same way. So, um, I figured out kind of a routine with that as well. And, um, your food again, plays a huge role on how you feel within your own skin. And if you eat like, that's why you feel like shit after eating like McDonald's, it's just cause it's so bad for you and you're eating food that your body's not meant to digest. Mm-hmm. So you feel like crap and you feel like you also mentally feel like crap too. People don't realize that. Like you feel sluggish, you feel tired, you you don't like yourself in the mirror. Like you could be the most shredded dude, but if you have McDonald's and you feel bloated and shit, you're just like, oh, what is wrong with me? Like I feel like shit. You look in the mirror like what the fuck is wrong with you? Like mm-hmm. that's what this kind of food will do to you. So keeping a healthy diet, relatively healthy diet, you don't even need to eat like super, super healthy, but like eating consistently and, and keeping consistent macros throughout your day um, is going to be very, very important to having a happier lifestyle too. And not to mention the weight loss that you could potentially get and the fat loss you could potentially get um, from just keeping good macros, good micros, and being consistent with those macros and micros um, throughout the day uh, is huge. And keeping away from stuff that we're not supposed to have. Um, I've preached this before, but if you really want to like start taking control of your fat production and gaining weight and all of that, I think the best diet you can get on to get you onto that bandwagon, I've said it before a million times is paleo. Paleo to me, ideologically makes the most sense. Uh, you're getting rid of everything that's processed. You're getting rid of tons of preservatives. You're getting rid of all the junk, all the sugar, all that shit. And you're eating the way we're supposed to eat. Uh, the way our bodies have have adapted over many, many generations and many, many hundreds of years, um, centuries and thousands of years, that is. Like we really didn't even get into like bad seasonings and shit like that until like the late 1800s. Like before that, everything was seasoned with like basic ingredients like salt, pepper, paprika, cumin, stuff like that, cinnamon. That's why the spice industry was so big back in the 1700s and 1600s because that's all people could season their food with was basic you know, ingredients. So now that we have all these sauces and all these processed corn syrups and shit and like, like it's so hard for me to find a seasoning in the store that's not loaded with sugar. It's yep. so fucked up. Every single sauce loaded with sugar. Like even A1 sauce. A1 sauce has a ton of sugar in it. It's like, dude, you're supposed to be bitter. Like, why is there sugar in here? Like, you're, I don't know. I don't get it. So it's just like, that's what I'm talking, like cutting that shit out will make such a big difference. Um, And especially with today's like, oh, keto and gluten-free and this is fat-free and sugar-free and blah, blah, blah. Like, ignore all that marketing bullshit ignore the organic marketing bullshit just get stuff that's not processed genuine like chicken you know beef steak uh fish especially white fish um and then like getting like like just like rolled oatmeal or quick oats or something like that if you don't want to actually cook the rolled oats um you know, having like, like rice and, um, not having like cereal and shit like that, but like having like genuine bread, like 
that's that's like cooked in a bakery like made in a bakery with like no ingredients in it um stuff like that can go a long way um for instance like ezekiel bread i have ezekiel bread every day that's just whole it's like literally just grains like there is no like wheat or anything in there it's literally just grains and it's what we've been eating for over a thousand couple thousand years it's called ezekiel bread because Hmm. it's based off the bread that jesus ate like it's that's what it's based off of so it's like we've been eating it for thousands of years and so like that's the kind of stuff that you need to be introducing into your diet and getting away from like milk for instance like milk we shouldn't be having cheese we shouldn't be having none of that shit it does not agree with our body it doesn't we're not we're yeah no so like stuff like that is what you need to cut out that's why so many people are lactose intolerant (laughs) yeah because we're not supposed to have it you know and like it's also lactose intolerance is also like built up over time it's not like you're born typically lactose intolerant you might be but it's not to the extent you get when you're later in life you know like both my mom and my brother are lactose intolerant they didn't develop it until later in life you're not supposed to have lactose it's not a thing it's not in our diet anymore as a baby we're supposed to breastfeed which has lactose but then once we're done that we don't need lactose anymore there's no point like we don't we're not supposed to have milk there's no point to Um, quote ron burgundy Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> what was that? What part of what that's part of uh, Anch- Anchorman? That's from Anchorman when in Anchorman two. Uh, no, no, sorry, Anchorman one when he uh, loses the job and he's just wandering the streets and he's wandering with like a he's bloated. He's his beard's all unshaven. He's got yeah. just a like quart of milk and he's just drinking it, walking the street. <laughs> it's like I'm a gonna get ass box of emotion. I quote Rog Burgundy all the time. Joys. <laughs> yeah, me. I quoted. Uh, I quoted my uh, to that to my brother the other day because he called me and he said he had a nightmare of me and me and Paige like breaking up or something. And um, I was like, <laughs> he was like, I even understand it. She like slapped me, or whatever. And he's like, I don't understand. I like, I couldn't figure it out. And I'm just like, all it reminded me of was the second anchor man where he's like, I brush my teeth with a live lobster. <laughs> it's like, it's like that. It's like a dream world that he was in. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> but yeah, it's, the, I could quote that all day. Yeah. <laughs> the outtakes from that movie are just phenomenal. I mean, yeah, I'm a psychologist. So you can read minds or <laughs> no, he, he's like, you can control objects are fr- i forget what he said to the to the I stepdad myself to the image of mrs buttersworth <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried masturbating and rubbed my calf aggressively for 30 minutes you should have known like it was her calf, calf. <laughs> feel like calf. doesn't that feel like a hard cock <laughs> <laughs> brick feels it <laughs> he's like mm, yes uh loving but, um, i love little barrel anyways absolutely. back to the topic yeah um the uh, I mentioned this a while back, back when my diet locked in when I was with the coach. Um, mm-hmm. But before that, I used to do, you know, I was, I thought my diet was locked in. But what it really was, was that I had like a good idea of what I wanted to do, but I wasn't executing it well. So I was doing my rice and chicken, but my chicken, I mean, it hardly looked like chicken because I was cooking with so much seasoning. So it really wasn't even like we talked about how the seasonings have lots of sugar or just overall preservatives and things like that, that really shouldn't be in there. And, um, yeah. So for me, I thought I was doing really well, but in reality it wasn't. And I would use, I used to do, this was prior to picking up the coach. Um, every Saturday I would just eat whatever I wanted. 
I would do a full day refeed of just anything and everything I wanted. So I was getting like Domino's and Wendy's and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And at the, that's just at the time I was feeling great with it. But then once I locked in with the diet with the coach, um, and like my obviously I was still eating a lot of rice, but my chicken had little to no seasoning at all. Um, my vegetables were way like weighed out or sorry measured out, and it was specific vegetables like cut corn out completely because I ate a lot of corn prior to the coach as well. Um, and then mm-hmm. after a month or two of having the diet locked in like that, I know I, I remember I texted my coach because I went out to get Domino's with uh, like Hamill or someone like that. And uh, I just felt like shit. And I had to be, I was in the bathroom for like 20 minutes after just eating like a piece or two. And I texted mm-hmm. him and he was like, yep. When you lock in like with, a good diet and good macro split and eating healthy and eating clean, eating just one thing that's outside of what your body has now become accustomed to will wreck your system. And so I like nowadays I still can't eat Domino's. I can get away with burgers and stuff because I still have, I still cook my own burgers at least once a week. Um, yeah. So like if I want to like today, I'm going to go get five guys after my lift. Um, oh, you fucking because, jealous. Well, and so that's the thing. Five Guys, if I wasn't still consistently having burgers in my diet, I know that if I had Five Guys, my body would reject it because it's it's not I mean, yes, it's you know, it's it's red meat and in theory, you know, okay within the diet, but the amount like there's still sugar in their burgers, like burger. There's still sugar in there because mm, it tastes better. It it, te- it tastes better than everyone else and it's for a reason. And I know that if I didn't have the the normal burger intake that i do i my body probably wouldn't um maintain it but the fact that generally if you are locked in that's why like when when people who have healthy diets get asked to go out and eat and we say no it's not because we're disciplined to not eat that stuff it's because we know our body is gonna fucking die when we eat it like Mm -hmm. when i go out I have to genuinely look over the menu nowadays. Like normally I pick out, you know, something that I'd like. I know like uh, Southside before it closed here in, in Gardner, um, it would, I would always go in and get like a, the heaping nachos or whatever. And oh, I forgot Southside closed. That's right. Yeah, I was Southside trying to remember closed. where it was. That's right. Um, and so I'd always got like a big thing of nachos. And now if I ever did that, I mean, <laughs> I'd probably get halfway through and be like, all right, I got to excuse myself on the table. I'll see you all in a half hour when I get back from the bathroom. Like, yeah, it, your body just learns to reject food that it shouldn't be eating. But when I was eating, you know, that that split I had before where I thought I was doing well. And then I had those Saturday um, meals. I I thought I was feeling good. Like we talked about how your hormone levels are impacted by, you know, your dietary choices. And I thought I was feeling well, but then when I locked in with the, with the good diet, I felt genuinely good. And when I go out and get, you know, five guys doesn't hit me, but like, if I go and get like, let's say, uh, (laughs) if I go to like, I'm trying to think of food options in the area, but there's not really much pizza in general. So like if I could do like Papaginos or Domino's or like uh, Parker house or something like that, my like mentally, I just feel like shit. like I'll be eating it. It tastes good. I know I'll have to go to the bathroom shortly after, but mentally I start like not feeling as good as I did before. 
And that's just because that mental side of things of locking in with the diet and your body knowing that, hey, this, you know, unriched, or, uh, what's it called? Un, unenriched flour, is that what it's called? Um, the, the type of flour that is not mm-hmm. that great for you that they use to make pizza. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of like familiar, your... But- yeah, yeah, it's it's some unenriched, unenriched. That's what it is, unenriched flour. Um, it it is it essentially it's for people who are companies that need to make a lot of like pizza places who make a lot of uh, dough throughout the day. They get this unenriched flour that basically takes out all the nutrients of dough, and it's <laughs> it's like you're eating cardboard. That's why, like, when people say pizza's bad, they say it tastes like cardboard because it. <laughs> It basically is borderline cardboard as is, like without the grease and the flavor and whatnot. So your body just learns to naturally reject this stuff. So that's why, I mean, we talk about, I mean, this, this episode is about fat loss and cardio and whatnot, but in in order to actually achieve that, the rest of your diet has to be looking good. So for the, yeah, definitely for the most part, I mean, for, for most lifestyle people um, who just want to have a healthier lifestyle, Staying oh, away you can from, absolutely go out once or twice. Like that's fine. yeah, yeah. That's 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 what I'm like. It's it's also like the other thing too is when it comes to so for me, pizza is like literally completely out of the question. Like even yeah. even when I'm bulking, my coach is like, you can't have pizza. Like that's the one thing we're not gonna have. Um, whenever I have a refeed, it's either sushi or burger. And fuck, does it feel good whenever I have it? Like the oh, just like especially five. Whenever I do burger, I do five guys because they load you up with fries. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my and you're god, destroying you burger! Just get, so, you get the kitty fry, and then they're like, "Well, you have the rest of that paper bag. Let's throw some fries." It's, in. There's a, um the guy. There's something I was reading something about why they do that, and like the guy who created Five Guys cre- did it because he said like they have everybody put extra fries in the bag because he says. There was nothing ever better when you went to a fast food place than finding extra fries at the bottom of your yeah. bag. So we yeah. want to make sure you have fries at the bottom of your bag every single time <laughs> you come. So that's why they put extra in there. So that's why I love that. I get the biggest amount of fries and they just put a shit ton in there. The last time I had a burger was at um, Bad Daddy's Burger Bar, which has bison. And Ooh. fuck, is that good? Bison is so good. If you guys got a chance, bison, get bison because bison is so infinitely superior to beef. Um, just tastes so much better. But like that felt amazing. And I just destroyed that burger in like three seconds. Um, <laughs> I had to t- I actually had to slow myself down. I had to like, cause I eat really fast. So I had to like, chew, like take a bite, chew, put down the burger. Enjoy it. Back. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I had to keep saying to myself because I would have destroyed it in about 30 seconds. Um, so yeah, it was, it was so, so good. Um, I remember the last time I really felt like shit, like really, really bad was um parker house pizza i had their Mm -hmm. big mac pizza their big mac pizza tastes so good but i genuinely felt like i was gonna like have a fucking heart attack after um there's just so many calories in that one pizza this is back before i was like with my current coach i think this is a few years ago this is when i lived in massachusetts um so it was just so bad um a few years ago a few christmases ago i got the mac and cheese pizza from patriots destroyed that entire pizza in one sitting didn't even think twice about it um that i felt kind of crappy afterwards but man does that pizza taste good it's so good (laughs) um but yeah so i mean it's there's certain foods that will kind of make you feel like shit and a lot of the reason that like people feel like shit after burgers 
um, is one of two reasons because of the fat content within the burgers because they use really fatty burgers um, at mm-hmm. fast food places because the fat adds the flavor. Um, and then also it's the if they use a lot of oil um, when they are um, cooking the burger as well. That's that's a lot of the reason why people feel like shit because you get bloated from that. Um, yeah. So that's something to keep in mind. I love sushi for my um, refeeds, but I can also down a shit ton of sushi. So I take um, activated charcoal prior to um, having sushi and then afterwards as well. So I'm not so bloated because I could eat a shit ton of it. Um, but yeah, so sushi is a good option for going out. And then whenever you go out to, there's always healthy options pretty much anywhere you go. Um, for those people that are in lifestyle, for me, it's like, like I'm going out to dinner tonight and tomorrow. So I'm going to probably have to bring some food with me. Chances are, or try to figure something out. Um, because I can't eat while I'm there. And so when, when I'm in Florida in a couple of weeks, um, I can't eat out at all because they'll almost always cook it with oils. Um, so there's always going to be a healthy option. You know, you could go salad or like, like even like burger places, a lot of them nowadays will do like lettuce wraps and shit. So you can take out the bun, just do the meat, do like mushrooms and onions or something on it, put a lettuce wrap on there, put some ketchup or whatever. Like that's a lot better for you than like, like a loaded out, like double patty burger, you know? So like, that's another option too. Um, going chicken breast instead of fried chicken anywhere you go. A lot of the time, it's not much taste difference in my opinion. Um, the texture is a little bit different. It, it does depend on where you go. Like for instance, like Chick-fil-A, there's really no difference in the taste to me because they don't add seasoning to their, to their like breadcrumbs. I I miss fried chicken. That's one of the things I miss more than anything. If you go to like um, a place that, f- that fries like wings and shit, like KFC or something like that, that's when they will have the seasoning in their fried shit. But well, like, you can't you can't do it anywhere because you're dropping into an oil vat to do that. Like yeah, the only yeah. the only possibility to get fried food anymore is if you have like a air fryer or something like that, and you know how to do it yourself. Like other than that, yeah. you just can't make fried chicken, and it sucks. Yeah. I mean, I don't really get anything fried now. It's even on refis. The only thing I do is fries. That's the only thing that's ever fried. But like, I can't get fried chicken or anything like that. Um, But like cutting out the fried chicken or fried anything and replacing it with a grilled version of it is really not too different in the, especially when you compare the difference in quality as well. Like if you compare grilled chicken breasts versus like fried chicken breasts, it's so incredibly different, the amount of calories in it. Um, like Chick-fil-A, it's like less than half the calories in the, um, for the chick chicken breast versus the fried chicken. And really it's not too far off, especially if you dip it in the sauce, which is really all where all the flavoring comes from. Um, you know, that's another healthy alternative too. Um, a big one within the bodybuilding community, if you run out of food or need something quick is Chipotle, Chipotle or some sort of like fast casual spot like that um is a good alternative too you can get vegetables you can get the you know chicken or steak or whatever and rice um you know instead of the wrap just do the rice or like do like a lifestyle bowl or something like that or one of their bowls you can build um that's that's another good opportunity or you know option in comparison to going somewhere fast food like mcdonald's or something like that and especially if you have the app it's super quick to order it Usually it could be done within like 10 to 15 minutes. So if you're driving on your way somewhere and you see a Chipotle, you know, on your app in like, you know, like a 10 minutes away or something, you place the order by the time you get there, it's probably ready. So um, that's an option too. So it's, there's a lot of 
options out there to, to make your, your eating healthy. Um, but the biggest thing that I think a lot of people need to focus on, especially if you, you know, work a full-time job and all of that is making sure that you're keeping your body properly nourished throughout the day. Um, you don't want to like, you know, uh, you don't want to like eat nothing throughout the day and then eat a, a lot at night. That's not good for you. It's, you don't fat interval fasting or fat, like, um, uh, what's it, what's it called? The fasted interval, the, the, uh, why am I drawing a blank on it right now? Um, where you don't eat for 16 hours and then you eat for eight. Um, a lot of people do that. It's one tool to eat less food, but you shouldn't be doing that. You should be your most important meals. It's if, especially if you don't go to the gym, ideally you should get some sort of exercise, but your most important meals, if you have more than three is going to be your breakfast, whatever it is, post-workout, if you work out, especially with very high intensity, um, and then right before bed, those are typically your most important meals. Um, right before bed for me right now, it's just straight protein with a little bit of fat from an one egg, but, uh, my breakfast, um, has protein, carbs, and fats. And then my post-workout has proteins and carbs. Um, so if you keep the macros throughout your system in your system throughout the day, it's a lot better for you than, than eating a bunch at once or not eating much here. Like you need to condition your body to have a breakfast. Breakfast is extremely important and it'll set the pace for the rest of your day. And that's why I hate it when people are like, oh, I can't digest breakfast. It, you know, my stomach gets upset. And it's like, you need to push through that. You need to keep yep. eating breakfast and you'll get used to it. And you'll be like, what the hell was I doing? I feel so much better now. Like you feel you have so much energy, so much more energy and you feel better going to work every day. So you need to get into that routine and just have a healthy breakfast, eggs, oatmeal, you know, and a fruit or some shit like that, um, that would set your tone for the rest of the day. And you know? eating at the beginning of the day, I mean, especially for someone like on a bulk, um, what it does is it actually opens up your stomach early on and it lets you eat more food throughout the day. Like that was my biggest thing. Like I could never eat enough. Um, and one of the first things when I got with the coach was like, what are you eating for breakfast? And I said, nothing. And that was part of it because when you eat some kind of food in the morning, like especially something like carb dense, where it kind of, it forces your stomach to get active right away. Um, and like metabolize the food doing that will just open up your, your stomach for the rest of the day. So then you can eat more food. Um, I know we're talking more fat loss, but that has the beneficial side right there as well for being able to pack in more food throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's so many tactics you can take. And I mean, it's, for me, it's easier for me to say like, Oh, eat healthy, eat this, eat that. Because right now I'm eating like a fucking bird. So like anything that's not on my plan sounds delicious to me. So like even oatmeal or fruit and some like equal in it for sweetener sounds like a dessert to me. So it's easier said than done. Um, and it does take a lot of effort, but, um, your willpower needs to be stronger than like your willpower to make your, to, to better yourself needs to be stronger than your willpower to, to not put in the effort. Um, and there's a saying I've said, I don't know if I've ever said it on here. There's a saying that says that's, um, uh, if you put more effort into your job, uh, you can make a good living. If you put more effort into yourself, you can make a fortune. Mm -hmm. Um, that's where you should always put more effort into yourself than you do with your job, your career. Uh, you should always be trying to better yourself as a person. Um, and just treating your body because, okay, here's, here's my thing. Like the, especially, okay. So we're like on the niche side of things, right? We're body, you know, we're in a bodybuilding, I'm competing, all of that. 
Um, for those that are into performance, that's a little bit more on the niche side. But for the general person, like you just need to understand that you have one body. You only have one. Like you, it's just this. Like there's no there's no changing it out. You don't get to like change this or that. Like plastic surgery can only do so much. At the end of the day, why would you not treat your body the best way you possibly could? Mm-hmm. You can still enjoy life. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't enjoy life or don't enjoy food. Like, you know, drink with your people on the weekends or whatever, but everything is good in moderation. And uh, you need to just treat your body the way it deserves and it'll pay itself back. The more effort you put in, the more you're going to get out of it. And you're going to be grateful that you did. Um, that's why like it sucks being on prep right now. And like I've, you know, like Seabum had a video about it. He was like, when he was like deep in prep, he was like two weeks out from the Olympia. He's like right now mustard. He's like putting mustard on my food and having black coffee with it is like heaven because you get so dialed in. Your food is so bland and so boring, but he's given his body what it needs, but it's so bland and boring that when he does add flavor like that, it tastes amazing. So when you get strict, it's going to suck for a couple of weeks. Don't get me wrong. It's going to suck. But then when you get used to eating healthy and not you and used to not eating all the different flavors and all the different junk and everything you're used to not eating all the chocolate or the sweets or whatever, you can enjoy those things that much more when you do have them. Um, you know, so like that's, that's like, like they have the healthy alternatives for ice cream. You know, they have healthy versions of ice cream now where like you could have like, like a healthy, like ice cream bar or something like once every two days or something, or like Monday, Wednesday, Friday or something. You know what I mean? Like that's like, you can look forward to shit like that, you know? So you're just going to get dialed in. I'm just thinking of the rich Piana video. Uh oh, <laughs> it's the cookie. Well, this is not cheating because I'm not eating a meal. <laughs> this is a snack. This is a light snack. I'm like, that's what's funny is that that's a Lenny and Larry's cookie, dude. That's 500 calories. Uh-oh. That is not a light snack. <laughs> uh oh, <Got> guilty. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that is. See, like that's the other thing. That, I was thinking that the other night. Um. So now that I'm back home uh, in Gardner uh, mm-hmm. and the parents leave out like the food they eat and there's like they, they have not donuts, but it's like different, um, different things up there. Oh, it was a croissant. Uh, it was a buttered yeah. croissant, which, you know, just uh, the, the, the fat level in, and the sugar level in a buttered croissant is not something I should be eating. I picked it up. Yeah. I went, uh oh, <laughs> got, <laughs> got me guilty. <laughs> This is just a light snack. <laughs> this doesn't count. This doesn't and then I love the I love the videos with Rich Piana where it's like when you and your homie decided to go on a go on a cut and it was like the next night we're getting Dominoes, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like on the phone calling. We're getting Dominoes. Yeah, that's that reminded me of that too. Man, I love Rich Piana clips. The, the amount of time Rich Piana just pops up in my mind each day like he lives rent free oh, up there oh yeah yeah i love all the rich piano clips on instagram and shit like he says so <laughs> much like out-of-pocket shit it's so good um i miss him i wish he was still alive Do steroids make your ball smaller yes but <laughs> and then if you say but you could take it in any other way and he goes yeah. well but your dick looks very <laughs> It looks like bigger. Just so out of pocket. <laughs> I know no woman who says I want a man with big balls. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's the shit. Um, 
But yeah, it's just, I think it's just a lot of it's moderation and just putting in the effort. And like I said, it sucks for a couple of weeks. Don't get me wrong. It's very hard, but it's, it just, it, you pay yourself back and it's so worth it. Um, That's just like with so, taking uh, any kind of vitamins or supplements or anything like that. Like you don't notice very much in the moment what's going on with it, but you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now, your body's going to be thanking you that you took that multivitamin every day and that, you know you yeah. supplemented your iron levels and things like that you know like it, the, yeah, your body the preventative like, stuff yeah. yeah that's the preventative supplement supplementation or longevity supplementation um, your body will thank you that you took trend no. <laughs> yeah no 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 my body is not happy that i'm taking trend right now allegedly <laughs> it is not happy um, allegedly yeah allegedly um so yeah it's just like anybody can lose fat i don't it doesn't matter where you're at in life, what age you are. You can lose the fat. You just need to put in the effort. And well, it's like effort- you you posted um uh, reposted something to your to your Instagram yesterday, or the day before. It was about um uh, Ernie Banks, was it? Um, I don't know. Oh, someone, Brandon uh, Hendrickson. Brandon yeah, Hendrickson. yeah, and about yeah. how it's not too late in life, and how he, you know, just want he just won the. Arnold, wasn't it? Or um, um, he he placed I, second, I think, at both the Olympia and the yeah, Arnold. Yeah, but the point being is that his bodybuilding journey didn't start until tw- age twenty four, which is relatively yeah. late in terms of male um, peak and all that. Yeah, he he showed a photo of before and after. He said he was twenty four, one hundred forty pounds in the left photo, and he was like on a boat or something. And then it showed him. I don't know what the right photo age was, probably like 32 or 33 or something. So it's like, it just, there is no time that's too late. I mean, I, the, uh, someone I know is a coach um, and he has an athlete who looks insane. He's 51 hitting his first bodybuilding show. I know somebody else who's has an athlete, he's in his forties. Um, he's in his forties and hitting his first show, you know, it's like, and they both look phenomenal. They both have abs. These guys are shredded. Like they look big. Like it's, it's never too late. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you could always put in the effort whenever you'd like, um, you know, but the, the thing is, is it comes down to proper guidance, depending on what you need change in order to, to get that to happen. So like, if you're on the older side of the 40s in your forties or fifties, older side is in like, in comparison to when you're at your peak. So forties and fifties is not old, but if you were in your forties and fifties, you know, getting some blood work done, maybe working with a nutritionist and endocrinologist to figure out, how you can lose the weight, look better. That would make like a lifetime, like that'll make so much of a difference because no, like T-ball. It, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> all you need. It's just, just T-ball and test. That's it. Um, Blast it. <laughs> but like going to a fertility, like a, a HRT clinic or something will help too. So like you, there, it might not be what you're eating. It might be your prolactin levels. It might be your cholesterol, it might be your lipid profile. It might be your general hormones, your estrogen might be too high. Like there's so many different things that can go into it. So like if your excuse is, it's just not working for me, even though I'm putting in the effort, it's not the reality you need. There's something that you're not, that's not clicking. There's something that's not working. And like, for me, that's what was happening in December last year. You know, I was like three or four weeks in a keto and I just didn't make any progress and I'm killing myself on food. And I'm like, there's something wrong here. And I've told the story before where I went and got blood work and we figured out I was prolactin. I got on cabergoline and night and day difference. We could put all the carbs back in and I was losing weight versus keto where I wasn't losing weight. It was just my prolactin levels were just way too high. So I was holding on to fat and I was holding on to water. 
So like that could be all it is. It could just be one marker on a, a, a lab test that's telling you like, dude, this is why you're not losing weight. Um, other than that, I mean, medication will like, don't get me wrong. Medication adds weight. Genetics adds weight, but you can fight that by putting in the effort. Um, and that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to come down to the food you're eating, the way you're training, if you're training at all, the cardio you're doing, um, and figuring out how to get that into your life and sleep. Sleep is also very important. Recovery is very important. Um, people really discredit sleep. Um, you maybe want to punch you in the face when you're lifting seven days a week. I didn't know it. And you're getting four hours of sleep. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you're wasting your time. Um, I sleep so. fat uh, to, to quote Arnold, just sleep a little faster. <laughs> yeah. Sleep faster. Sleep six hours a night. Sleep faster. Um, yeah. So it's just, that's what it comes down to. And if you're not willing to put in the effort, that's okay. You're just not going to get where you want to go. You know, you yeah. need to come to that realization. And that happens. Like, I mean, I've talked about it from my beginning on this podcast to now, like obviously my rest days are now more involved, like all those things and just committing to the grind. And that that's the important thing. And like a lot of people uh, you hear um, going from, from skinny to, to big is uh, physically the toughest going from uh, like big to lean or, or fit is uh, mentally the toughest. And so being able to really commit to the, to the grind and say like, we're going to cut the fat levels for this goal and really Im implement our cardio and work on making sure our cardiovascular system can handle the changes to the body we're about to make. Like that's a commitment right there. And you've got to be able to put in that work and be disciplined enough to do it. Um, not everybody needs to be in the bodybuilding world. Like obviously Paul and I talk about it all the time. A lot of this can be lifestyle stuff, but regardless of it, if it's lifestyle, bodybuilding, powerlifting, whatever you're doing, the discipline aspect still has to be there. And if it's not, you're not going to get anywhere. I think that one of the biggest deterrents from people is not necessarily the effort or whatever it is. It's the time too. I was going to say the time. Like, yeah, it's... especially when the gym, like it, let's say for example, someone lived where I live and Obviously, this isn't the case, but imagine the only gym was Empire, so 25 minutes away. That's mm -hmm. an hour driving almost each time, each day. Which is like a pretty common thing to see. Like, yeah, the, the time, but I'm saying I'm saying that's enough to deter someone is my point. Yeah, for sure. Like the time my wife grew up and they had like this little tiny ass gym that this guy owned. Um, and that was it. The next closest one was like 45 minutes away. Yeah. It's, so like that could be a huge deterrent for sure. But um, there's obviously a lot of ways around it. And when I talk about like how long, like I'm talking from my experience, like when I talk about how long my, something might take and somebody's like, like, Oh, how long would it take for me to lose 50 pounds? I'd be like, I'm like, if you can do that in a year, that'd be solid progress. That's and huge. Yeah. Like I've seen, I've seen 60 pounds in like six months, four months. I mean, I've seen a lot, very short period of time, but for like someone who's, um, like above average or not like morbidly obese, um, 50 pounds, for instance, in a year is pretty decent progress. I mean, that's about a pound a week. Um, granted, you're going to hit some plateaus and there's going to be some weeks we drop more, some weeks you're going to drop less, but if you average about a pound a week, which really isn't too much, um, and that's, that's a healthy amount you're losing there. You put in a year of effort, you're going to be where you want to be. But people hear one year, it's like, oh, I don't want that in a year. I want that now. And it's like, dude, it's, it's a marathon, bro. Like, this is not a sprint. 
like it's easy for me to say a year because I've been doing this for many years now. I've been lifting for many years. So one year is just a blip in time really at this point. So like a month, like it's like I've been in prep for like four weeks now or whatever it is, but like, it felt like a day, you know, be like, it's yeah. a month of effort, month of hard effort and cardio and like less and less food and all of that. But to me, it's that, that's not much time in the grand scheme of things. Like, oh, I'm right now I'm four weeks out, but like people don't even want to put in the effort for one week. But right now I'm like, I'm trying to get dialed in for four weeks out from now. You know, like that's the, the time for us is much, much smaller. Like the, the actual, like the way you perceive the time of effort in the gym is way smaller than the person who doesn't go to the gym. So a year to us is very, very short amount of time to make a certain amount of progress. You know, taking a year off from the gym to get bigger for a show is really not that long. And that's what a lot yep. of people do. Um, where for those that don't go to the gym who don't exercise a year to make the progress that they want to make sounds like a fucking eternity because they hate every second of the gym. So a year feels like forever. So, um, when you get into the routine of it, a year just flies like that. You don't even realize it. It's like that uh, Aiden Ross, Andrew Tate clip where Aiden Ross goes like, hey, Tate, what's the quickest and fastest way to get abs? And Tate just goes, why should it be quick and easy? Like, yeah. why Why do you want it to be quick and easy? Like, you should want to put in that time and it should take you a while because that proves that you've done it. Like, anybody who has visible abs, and obviously this is, applies to more than just abs. I'm using abs Me? as an example. Now. <laughs> yeah. But my point being, like, anybody who has visible abs, that is a testament to the time and effort that has been placed into it because it's not something that you can do within you know, a three week period, like you might be able to get some definition, but to have visible abs, like permanent, like I say, like you wake up and go to bed and each time you do that, you can see abs like that in itself is a testament to the time and effort put into doing that. And it shouldn't be quick and easy. And that goes for anything in the gym. Like it shouldn't be quick and easy to get a bicep shoulder vein. Like those, like having vascularity, having striations within your muscles, that sort of stuff is not supposed to come quick and easy. And that's what is deterring people because they want to have it super quick. And that's why, pill. what's that? They want a magic pill. Yeah. That well, and important. so, and so that's why the, the anabolic question or question comes into play all the time. And like, I did it the way that you're supposed to like, I found a coach, I talked to them, I expressed my goal of wanting to get it on anabolics, allegedly, and we spent, you know, a hard four months together and determined that it wasn't the right thing to do. Like, I, like, the goals, right exactly, well, I know, and the goals yeah. I have in mind can be achieved just by continuing to do what I'm doing and, you know, dedication and whatnot, but too many people like uh, they think that you know anabolics is like your your magic way of doing it like i'm gonna go blast a cycle of trend and then you're going to be shredded like no it it takes more work when you're on uh, anabolics yeah and it's yeah it's just that's 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 the thing with with anabolics that i've talked about a million times is you just you need to put in more effort and it's not a magic pill it's not like you talk to anybody on anabol anabolics and it kind of like sucks to be honest, to be on it a lot of the time because like it feels the great. Side effects. Yeah. I mean, there's, for me, there's not much side effects, so I can't really uh, attest to that. But for a lot of guys, there is a lot of side effects and um, they have to deal with that. And granted right now I'm a little more irritable, you know, a little angry here and there and my wife really doesn't like it, but um, that's the most it is. And um, 
it's when you when you're doing something like that it's not the end all be all it's not like you just start taking shit and all of a sudden you just transform there yeah. are drugs that help you transform your body into something else but it still takes three four months on that cycle and a lot of effort and a lot of food and good sleep which you a lot of time don't get on steroids is one of the side effects is bad sleep and um plenty of recovery and soreness all the time and there's so much more that goes into it um than just that and then abs like you said it's abs are extremely difficult to get depending on the way your frame is built and that's how it is for me uh it's very hard for me to have abs so it took me a couple months really of from a bulk as far as cutting goes for me to get my abs back but i was i wasn't too far off from them they weren't too far off um so like now that they're mostly visible um especially when i flex and granted i still have some lower belly fat to lose um it's that much more enjoyable to have but we also are cursed with never being satisfied see mm -hmm. when i look in the mirror i'm like am i show ready and i'm not so i'm like fuck i need it better i need it better i need it better and like i look back at my old ford so every year for context, me, me, my wife and family and all that, we're trying to take a trip to Florida every year for a week. So the last time we did was 2021 because last year was our wedding. We had to spend all of our money on that. But this year, this year in a couple of weeks, we're going to Florida again. So the la every, every time I go to Florida, I want to be lean. I want to look good on the beach, um, which ends up working out because a lot of time is when shows line up and everything. So um, when I look back at my Florida photos in 2021, I was not happy with my physique. But when I look back, I'm like, fuck, I was lean. Like I took a photo like under the sun and like you could see all six of my abs and like they were pretty cut. So yeah. it's like, there's no, we're never satisfied. There's never enough. It's, we always want it bigger and better. So that, that is a curse, but um, yeah, when it comes to abs, you just really need to put in the effort. And that's the number one thing guys ask about all the time. Um, my wife is calling me. All right. Um, so it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to get abs and it's hard to keep them. But when it comes to, um, sorry, if you hear that ringing, I don't know how the fuck to end it. <laughs> it's going through my computer. It's oh, all maybe it's my, it's my laptop. I think. All right, there we go. Yeah. It's done. Um, so it's, it's a lot, it's a lot to get them, but when you have them, it's really, it's really, really satisfying. Um, and that's where my journey started was I saw someone with abs and I really wanted abs. Yep. And we started in the gym and here we are now. That's I most mean, people's like, journey. <laughs> yeah. Most guys for sure yeah. is, is abs. It's the abs, you know, and now that I have like a consistent bicep vein and abs are starting to poke out and I'm stretching my shirts out because my lats and shit, I got stretch marks and whatnot. It's, oh, it's a medium. Yeah. I can even, I can even fit in a medium now. I have to wear larges for fucking everything now. The largium. <laughs> even then large, well, right now larges are getting bigger on me because I'm losing weight and losing fat. But like at my peak bulk at like 205 or so, like larges were almost getting too tight for my arms specifically. Like my arms couldn't fit in large shirts anymore. Um, yeah. That was a problem. But now that I'm losing the weight, it's getting easier. So, but yeah, yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so many ways to lose fat. You just really just comes out of the effort, eating better, eating consistently, doing your cardio, doing your training and all of that. But, um, just, just enjoy the process. It sucks. But when you get used to it, you'll start enjoying it and you can see the progress happening. So yeah, you really do fun. start to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. All right, everybody. Well, we'll be seeing you guys next week. Yeah. We'll see you guys soon. All right. Bye everybody. See ya.